Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. The Student's Sensei, from the fifth Dan Black Belt in Judo to being a highest voice in the affairs of students. That right there is some kicking fire moves. Our guest today is what we call Jack of All Trades, master of them all and keeps mastering them all. This respected man comes all the way from Eastern Cape and has traveled the world at large to push his agenda. His agenda is very simple. It includes enabling and supporting learning and living environments, professionalizing student affairs, promoting and ensuring social justice, social cohesion and critical diversity. Strengthening student governance and engagement for academic success and the alignment of funding to be prioritized to activities that support the academic project. He has a mandate and opportunity to fulfill his agenda daily as the Executive Director of Student Affairs of the University of the Free State, or as students usually call him, EDSA. He assumed his role in 2021 July and this month is our second anniversary with the ED. Outside his lived passion for student. Mr. Shasho holds a fifth Dan Black Belt in Judo and is an executive member and current president of Judo South Africa, executive member of Commonwealth Judo Association, and on the board of directors for the university sports company. From handling kicks in Judo to ensuring campus stability and student success, let's dive into the intriguing conversation with student sensei, Mr. Temba Shacho. How are you, my good sir? I'm fine in yourself. I'm good. A student referred to you, EDSA. What would be the best part of your day? The best part of my day really is to interface with students, hmm. especially to have a conversation before I start the day. I think you would, you would agree with me, um, the space within which we, we work is a very dynamic space, hmm. and it requires that we must be agile. So for me, I start the day by having a conversation with HOD, Institutional Student Governance, as well as some student leaders, just to have a conversation on what has transpired the previous day, how the day looks like, what are they thinking for the week, just to have that conversation with them. Then from that conversation, you pick up, you know, what is it that is on the ground and what is it that is bothering students. And you are able then to, to move from that point. As you say, student affairs is very dynamic. You almost can't predict it. You but can't. Let, let's start it from the beginning. Can you walk us through your journey from student to professional? My journey started in the 80s. Um, you would recall there was a university called Vista University. That's where I started my university career. And I started BCom. And from there... I then went to work for Standard Bank. And as I was working with Standard Bank, then I enrolled for postgraduate studies. And then that's how I then navigated to my master's degree. My involvement with student leaders and young people drove me into then PE Technical. There was a judo club uh, in the early 80s, which I coached. And then from there, I was recruited in residences at PE Technicon, which is now matched uh, with the University of Port Elizabeth. And it's now called Nelson Mandela University. 
So I worked there for 10 years, and then I moved to Val University in 2003 as a director of student accommodation and catering. And from there, I moved to CPUT in the same space within student affairs as HOD residencies. And in them, I think within three years at CPUT, I then got recruited at the University of Free State. And then I went to Kwakwa as a director. I mean, Kwakwa, I think I stayed two years and I was recruited at Unizulu as a dean of students. Then I moved to Unizulu. And at Unizulu, I stayed about 18 to 19 months. And then a position of ED was then advertised. And obviously, I then pitched, and then I was considered. That's how I came back to invest the first aid. Let's say the opportunity of being a student affairs practitioner never came about, and you never came across martial arts. Is there any other thing you would have pursued? I think I would have pursued any career that would meant I would be dealing with young adults. I think I grew a passion to to mingle and be part of young minds. I think because I myself was a an athlete, professional athlete, and a coach, for me, young development was critical. And also, you would agree with me, the South African context necessitated that some young people in some areas, they needed more attention because the system did not allow them to develop. So that passion was driven by the fact that in the neighborhood where I grew up, young people were lost. Young people were engaged in negative things. So I took it upon myself that I want to be part of young development, youth development. I mean, I even joined youth clubs in the, in the townships where I felt a contribution towards really helping young people to be positive, to contribute to positively towards the development of the environment they are living in. For me, it was very important. It was also important for the community. And, and, and crime in those spaces was, was alarming. And, and we really came in to make sure that we help the society we are living in and we help young people. I mean, with unemployment, it was even worse. So to keep young people in an environment that was positive, where we share, shared positive things, where we introduced activities that were positive to help young people find purpose in life. So I wouldn't do anything else that was not involving young development and youth. It sounds like everything worked out for the good from the beginning of your career in the financial sector because you, you, you have a great passion for, for young people. What do you think makes you good at your job? What makes me think good at my job is open-mindedness. And I think I believe a stronger leader and a successful leader is the leader that believes people around him are the ones that must be stronger than him so that they support him to succeed. That is, that is profound. <laughs> that is profound wisdom. <laughs> wow, that is powerful. 
So if someone were listening right now and would like to pursue something similar to your career or somebody who is passionate about young people like yourself, how would you say they should prepare themselves? I think what becomes important is you need to really understand what you want in life and what you want to achieve in life. And then also, I'm going to touch on you know, self-fulfillment. If we go to university for qualification, we go to university for self-actualization. But I think added to that should be us going to university to get degrees, not only to empower ourselves, but to empower people around us. So I think for me, what is critical is, it is what you offer to society that is important, not what you benefit from society. So I think when you walk into a career, you need to, to say to yourself, what is it that I'm offering to the people, to the organization, to the community, to the country, to the region, to the world? not what I'm getting out of it. So in that way, you are able to contribute and add value. Can you, can you share one secret about your work? Something that someone who works outside of students that would not know of? I think what is important is never ever tell students what is not accurate. Could you emphasize that, please? <laughs> Never compromise yourself because you want to get out of situation. Mm. If it is black, you must tell students it is black. If it cannot happen, you must tell students it cannot happen. Mm. See, the problem is you can't not being honest to students. You see, problems arise in, in our education because sometimes you want to, to sugarcoat things and not tell what it is because you want to manage a situation. I believe strongly if it cannot happen, I tell students it cannot happen. Mm. If it can happen, I tell it can happen. Because if you do that, you would then disagree with them at that moment, but going forward, you'll be fine because you are able to face the truth about the situation. In most instances, elsewhere, people shy away from telling what it is and, and sugarcoat. And later on, you then struggle because you were sugarcoating. <laughs> but if you are saying what you are requesting is unreasonable, it's not going to happen. You are clear. <laughs> clear, clear, indeed, clear. <laughs> So what would, what would you say has characterized your success in, in student affairs? I think for me, it is believing in the people that I work with. It is also empowering the people that I work with. Because I feel strongly that if you want to, to be a winner, you need to pull together your troops, capacitate them, Make sure that they rally around you, well-equipped to support you. You also need to be able to identify talent within your troops. 
Because if you're able to identify talent amongst your, your troops, you are able to direct energy correctly. And you are able to really assign strategic responsibilities to people that you've identified within your team. So for me, teamwork is very important. And also believing in your team and ensuring your team is always behind you. Because you can't lead if nobody is following you. What, what message or advice would you like to give to UFS students to make the most of their university experience and prepare for their future careers? I would really say students must really take the opportunity of getting involved in all activities that are there. And they must take time. I mean, go to the website and see what is available. There's a lot of activities that are there for students, that are support, for, to support students. And they must take the opportunity to really make sure that they get involved. And, I mean, student affairs is an open-door policy. If students are not sure about anything, our doors are open. We are able to, you know, give direction, advice. And, and I would advise students if there's anything that bothers them. We also have support, I mean, from student counseling development. They should not sit with problems. They should go out there, speak to a professional, so that if there is a problem, that problem is solved quickly. I mean, today we are dealing with a very delicate issue, which is mental health. And I can tell you now, young people in the country, within universities and outside universities, have problems around mental health. And the sooner we deal with social ills and issues that contribute towards mental health, the better. And I'm saying a small issue, a small problem, don't sit with the problem. Go to our student counseling development, get help, speak to someone. Student affairs is open. We are there for you. We support your academic project. So don't sit with the problem. Please speak out, go out there, and be assisted. That's the advice I would give to students. First and foremost, your parents brought you to the university for you to obtain a qualification. And we are here to make sure that you achieve that objective. You get that qualification. Our support is to make sure that you get it within record time. Use the opportunity that is presented to you. Now, Mr. Temba, as, as we conclude, can you share any future plans or initiatives that the ED office is working on to further enhance student support and engagement in the university? Yeah, currently what we were busy with is, um, you, would, you would recall that HARA and Health and Wellness and Coffee Sport were integrated into student affairs. And that process of reimagination uh, has taken place and um, we are properly now integrated as DSA, incorporating these three um, divisions. Um, what we are really doing now is to make sure that students who really qualify and get degrees, they get jobs. 
I think your career services division is working very hard on making sure that they bring industry to students. There are various projects that they are doing to make sure that students who qualify get a job. There's also, you know, a lot of entrepreneurial uh, um, endeavors that we are doing to make sure that students also take the opportunity of opening own businesses. We are also busy with leadership training to ensure that our students that leave the university, they are globally competitive. The project of us developing young leaders is a project that we are passionate about because we, we want to make sure that our student leaders that leave the university, they become globally competitive outside the university. Um, just last week, we, we, are, we sent three students to um, University of Lagos, where there is an African Leadership Summit there. The whole purpose of us doing that is to expose student leaders so that they are able to interface with their peers globally and represent University of Free State in those platforms. So in a nutshell, we are enhancing leadership and we are looking at creating also a leadership academy. That is what the HOD Institutional Student Governance is busy with currently. And we are hoping when that has been established, we'll be able to really focus on leadership for students. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Edie. Now we're going to move to a lighter note, a different segment in, in the interview. Sure. Please just complete the following. Coffee or tea? Tea. <laughs> Sweet or salty? Sweet. Remote or on-site? On-site. Every morning I? I open my email and I answer emails and I make sure that... Um, I prepare for my next meeting. My favorite word is? I love people, and I love my colleagues, and I love the university. Thank you, Mr. Tembasashi, for joining us. Thank you so much, Edie. Thank you. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.